0: Welcome back to Sunday Scripture from All Saints Catholic Church here in Dallas, Texas, where each week our ministry team will read through and reflect on the mass readings for the upcoming Sunday. Today we're looking at the mass readings for the fifth Sunday in Easter. It is May 2nd, 2021. You can find the readings at usccb.org under the daily readings tab at the top of the page. Be sure to go ahead and subscribe on your podcast platform so that you don't miss any of our weekly episodes. So let's go ahead and get right into those readings.
1: Our first reading is from Acts of the Apostles, chapter 9. When Saul arrived in Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him, not believing that he was a disciple. Then Barnabas took charge of him and brought him to the apostles, and he reported to them how he had seen the Lord, and that he had spoken to him, and how in Damascus he had spoken out boldly in the name of Jesus. He moved about freely with them in Jerusalem and spoke out boldly in the name of the Lord. He also spoke and debated with the Hellenists, but they tried to kill him. And when the brothers learned of this, they took him down to Caesarea and sent him on his way to Tarsus. The church throughout all Judea, Galilee, and Samaria was at peace. It was being built up and walked in the fear of the Lord. And with the consolation of the Holy Spirit, it grew in numbers.
2: And our responsorial song comes from Psalm 22. I will praise you, Lord, in the assembly of your people. I will fulfill my vows before those who fear the Lord. The lowly shall eat their fill. They who seek the Lord shall praise him. May your hearts live forever. I will praise you, Lord, in the assembly of your people. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord. All the families of the nations shall bow down before him. I will praise you, Lord, in the assembly of your people. To him alone shall bow down all who sleep in the earth. Before him shall bend all who go down into the dust. I will praise you, Lord, in the assembly of your people. And to him my soul shall live, my descendants shall serve him. Let the coming generation be told of the Lord, that they may proclaim to a people yet to be born the justice that has been shown. I will praise you, Lord, in the assembly of your people.
3: Our second reading comes from 1 John chapter 3. Children, let us love not in word or speech, but in deed and truth. Now this is how we shall know that we belong to the truth and reassure our hearts before him in whatever our hearts condemn. For God is greater than our hearts and knows everything. Beloved, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence in God and receive from him whatever we ask because we keep his commandments and do what pleases him. And his commandment is this. We should believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as he commanded us. Those who keep his commandments remain in him, and he in them. And the way we know that he remains in us is from the Spirit he gave us.
0: And our gospel is from the gospel of John. Jesus said to his disciples, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. He takes away every branch in me that does not bear fruit, and every one that does he prunes so that it bears more fruit. You are already pruned because of the word that I spoke to you. Remain in me as I remain in you. Just as a branch cannot bear fruit on its own unless it remains on the vine, so neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. Whoever remains in me and I in him will bear much fruit, because without me you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me will be thrown out like a branch and wither. People will gather them and throw them into a fire and they will be burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, Ask for whatever you want, and it will be done for you. By this is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. Go ahead and pause here to take a minute to reflect, either by yourself or with those who may be around you or joining you for this Bible study. We're going to take a look at the readings, find out things that are interesting or things that stuck out, questions that you may have. And since we've already had a chance to do that, we're going to head to jump right into our reflections. think for me what really stands out here is um, what Jesus is saying in the gospel I am the true vine my father is the vine grower Uh, every branch in me that does not bear fruit and everyone that uh, sorry everyone that does not bear fruit he prunes so that it can bear fruit and I know this is a conversation um, that we've had a couple times up here about is the effects of the pandemic going to be similar to what Jesus is talking about here? Are we pruning away some of the bad fruit? Not to say that people are bad, but are we we're going to cut back on those things that we feel like are ministries that we've just been maintaining for the sake of maintaining? And then refocusing that mindset of maintenance events to mission-based ministry right like get rid of things just because they're the way we've always done them well now is the perfect time right like COVID has probably caused us to prune back on some of those things we may have more people and we may have equivalent resources and, and tools but let's focus those things in ways that are going to be more fruitful rather than just the way we've always done it you know and I think that that's that's such an important thing the other point in the gospel that I think um, is who remains in me and I in him will bear much fruit because without me you can do nothing Um, I'm not saying anything new to the four people the other three people the four of us in totality um, that we haven't already talked about before with this or haven't already heard before but you cannot offer something to someone that you do not already have I cannot bring people into a relationship with Jesus Christ if I do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Nor can I even articulate what is true and good and beautiful about the Catholic faith unless I'm spending time with the Lord to be able to to be fulfilled myself so that I can help fulfill that mission in other people or, or share that message with other people. And I think that's such an important thing is that we, we can never get into a mindset of uh, the ministry of Paul or Andrew or Chelsea or Erica. It's, it's all of us working in a ministry that leads people into a relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, and I think that's what he's trying to empower the disciples with here, which then, of course, reflects directly back to our first reading of is paul actually a disciple and what's he here for because we know that later in acts of the apostles we also have the argument or or maybe it's in corinthians that paul says if you think that you're following the church of apollo or the church of me or the church of peter you're all wrong we're all following the church of jesus christ Mm -hmm. and that's the same thing with our ministry is um, if we remain in that relationship with jesus christ the good fruits will come from those things if it becomes about ourselves then we, we need to be pruned away.
1: I think in looking at that and um, kind of um, continuing and talking about the gospel, um, pruning in our lives, the life you know the life of the church. In looking at that and continuing with the gospel, in looking at the life of the larger church uh, community. Um, also, how do we look at our own lives and the priorities within our own lives? And, like, what do we need to prune within our own life? Um, and we've had several conversations about, like, talking about priorities and, like, with the pandemic and how do we we focus our relationship with God and in, in encouraging people to come back to church. Um, I know even at the very beginning I was looking at myself and going, okay, well, if you can go to the grocery store, you can go to Mass. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can go to um, – you can go to Target to pick up whatever, like, that's not a ness. I mean, some of it was necessary, you know, for toiletries and whatnot, but some of it wasn't, it was just like, I need to get out of the house kind of thing at various points, um, but to really, prioritize my life and be like, okay, well, then you can go to mass for an hour, you can do, you know, spend time in prayer, you know, those are things that really need to take precedent, um, but when does the Lord kind of put us in a place where we allow ourselves to be pruned by him? And it's really the only choice that we have. Um, and he makes us aware of that of like, okay, it's time to get rid of some of these other things in your life. Um, but it also reminds us in the gospel that, um, because of the word that he spoke to us, we've already been pruned. And I I think I really take that as like, we often feel like we've got to do certain things and like achieve something in order to be pruned but like in our effort to remain steeped in the word and remaining close to jesus like it's kind of already taken place within that um and so it's not like oh you've got to earn you know you, we can't earn god's love we can't earn you know his favor like we're his his daughter his son of god and like he's created us, he desires good things for each of us, um, and because of that, if we want to stay close to him, like, he's
2: going to do things anyway, um, so yeah, that's just one thing that stood out for me. Yeah, like, kind of, not how do we earn that, like, you know, mercy and grace from God back, but more so, it's how do we step back into it, um, and I think in that sense, like, it not by any means that it's easy to take a look at the larger picture and kind of, like, try to understand what needs to be pruned from that perspective. But it can be very hard to realize, like, we have to start with ourselves and realize, like, how have I responded to things in the past, like, year? Like, where have I become, like, really bitter or really, like, lazy with certain things? Um, and how is that impacting different parts of my life, like, kind of, like, growing weeds in different parts of my life, to say, um, and realizing, yeah, it's, it can be difficult to realize that that's kind of where we have to start, and then we can start looking at, like, the bigger picture.
3: Yeah, uh, something else just kind of unrelated for what we've been saying, but, um, I love in the first reading how Saul shows up, and everyone is distrustful, which I totally get it, Um, because, you know, he was on his way there to arrest them all. Um, And he had arrested so many of their friends and family uh, for doing what he was now claiming to do. Um, And so I get that they didn't believe he was a disciple. They were suspicious. They thought he was uh, trying to go undercover or whatever it was. Um, And I love just that, you know, he shows up. They're all afraid of him. Nobody really wants to engage with that. But then Barnabas took charge of him, brought to the apostles, um, and... Got things sorted out. Um, I don't know if Barnabas was like happy about it, but he at least took the mo- the opportunity to be charitable in that moment of like, let's let's give him a shot. Let's you know, um, let's look at this the way we ought to, but don't just kick him back out uh, when he comes in. And he's saying at least that he's he's seen the Lord and that um, he's already been preaching Jesus in Damascus. Um, and I think it kind of goes back to the gospel of like you. Um, you'll know them by their fruits, and that goes some, some other places as well. But I think that's really the um, criteria that they're sort of using here in this first reading of like, is Saul actually a Christian? Is like what you know what's going on here? And so they they talk to him and they think you know they look at what he's believing and what he's been through, but they also you know look at the fruits that are coming from his supposed conversion um, and the fact that he's actually preaching Jesus and Risking his life to debate with the Greeks and all the rest of it, they say, "Well, those are some good fruits coming from this." So there's there's obviously something there, uh, and that is kind of how they can begin to trust him and see that something is really happening. Uh, and I think that more on the gospel is just how we can um, kind of evaluate where we're at with like our prayer life. Um, you know, it's if you want if you want to see if your your prayer life is really going well, look at how you're living a life of charity and virtue. Um, if none of that has changed, then you're probably skimping out somewhere in prayer, or, you know, you, cause, because the, a genuine spiritual life, a genuine prayer life will have, will make you bear those good fruits. Not that you have to be a saint because you pray, but um, just looking at like what is going on in our hearts and how it manifests itself in other things. Um, I think it's a really good way for us to kind of evaluate where we're at Um, as well as as we see in Acts that um, kind of look at people and larger things in that same sort of way.
2: Thank you guys for joining us again today for Sunday Scripture, and be sure to join us again next week for the sixth Sunday of Easter. Uh, We look forward to being with you again next week, and God bless.